All right, guys. Hey, welcome in. I think I went out. There we go. All right, guys, welcome back. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We are here to do our ACC season preview. I got John Hammonds on with me. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, my man? What's happening, my man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, man, what's up? Not much, brother. So we're going to dive right into the ACC tonight. We got 15 teams to run through, so it's probably going to take us a little while to run through all this. But yeah, and once, uh, and once, we once are we going get to, to the start. End, well, and once we get to the end, we'll, we'll kind of go a little faster. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're going to start with Boston College. And I punched the wrong one. <laughs> I see. But we're going to start with Boston College. I see that I punched the wrong one. Now you're good. All right, so Boston College. Um, they went three and nine last year. They went two and six in the ACC. So they didn't have a real good year. They got a fourth-year head coach. Um, he's 15 and 20 um, in, in three years at Boston College. And we're going to kind of start out with keys to the season for Boston College. What you got, John? Well, the biggest challenge for Boston College to me is replacing their star receiver, Zay Flowers, that went to the pros. Um, you know, they got the the UCF transfer, Ryan O'Keefe. Um, he's got similar style to him. But a, another problem they got was the offensive line was a big issue last year. They they finished dead last in the country in rushing yards. 
They was tied for 126 in sacks allowed. Um, but they do get back all ACC guard Christian Mahogany. Um, he returns after missing last year with a knee injury. So, and, and if you look at the schedule um, that Boston College has got, there's an opportunity for a bowl game. Um, it's just where is those wins going to come from? We'll get to all that. We got a whole list of stuff to go through here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, I but mean, that's for me, a key to them having any kind of good season at all. They have got to find a running game. You know, last year yeah. they were, they were like almost dead last or maybe dead last in the country. And a key to this season for me, they got to find a running game. Um, and that's that. That's what I have for keys um, for this season. The next one that I tab that I have is transfer in and out. You've already mentioned the transfer in Ryan O'Keefe from UCF, uh, wide receiver to kind of fill that spot. Flowers mm-hmm. was left, and then I have a safety, Jason uh, Mater, mm-hmm. that left and went to Wisconsin as their biggest loss. Well, and they and they also added um, Kari Johnson from Arkansas. That was a big um, add in their secondary to the cornerback position. They they also brought in Alex Washington. He's from Harvard, and they brought in Victor Nelson from Long Island, and and they bring back Elijah Jones, Cole Bateson, and Amari hey, that's Jackson. Good stuff, man. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be decent on defense. Yeah. They, you know, they was. They was, I think, one of the best in the ACC at getting to the quarterback last year. Um, and I think they was, what, 8.5 sacks. They had, like, 8.5 sacks. So, the biggest issue is not really so much their their defense. It's so much their offense. Where are they going to get that running game? Because you got to have a run game to, to win some games in the ACC with how full it is. Yeah, for sure. I think a key player for them is going to be Emmett Moorhead, the, the quarterback. Um, he's a sophomore this year, and I believe he's going to be a key figure for them this year for this team to be um, to have a chance at bowl eligibility. I agree with you. Key game. Trying to go through kind of a little format here for you guys. I've got my key game listed as September the twenty third at Louisville. Yeah, that that's what I that, that, got listed as a key game for Boston College. That's a big game, but I'll say this: they've got a manageable out of conference schedule. You know, they play North Illinois, Holy Cross, Army, and UConn. Now. UConn's going to be a little bit better. Um, they was better last year. You know, Army, I, you know, you, you just don't know what Army's going to do. But at the same time, you've got to win those games, those those swing games that – because when you get into ACC play, it gets a little tougher. So, if you're going to get to a bowl game, you need to at least win four of those, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, and that's the reason why they've got a kind of easier schedule leading up to that Louisville game, and that's the reason why, like, Louisville's going to be a little better. So 
I think, you know, if they could go and still win at Louisville, that would be an absolute huge step for them getting bowl eligibility. Oh, uh, mo most definitely. Yeah. Uh, best, best players for the team. Um, you've already mentioned quite a few of them, actually. Um, you know, um, mm -hmm. Ryan O'Keefe, um, Del Palma, linebacker. He's a senior. Um, Cam Arnold, the linebacker that's a senior. You know, they, I, I think defense is probably going to be one of their better, you know, the better side of the, of, of the token for them, at least early on in that easier mm -hmm. part of the schedule. I do agree with you. All right. Fun stat, they had 25 fumbles last year. Fumbles, not turnovers. Yeah, yeah we're – Fumbles. Yeah. Yeah, that can't happen. If you're going to turn this around and have a better than a three and nine season, um, you absolutely cannot have 25 fumbles. No, you – you're, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, they, they got to turn oh. one around. So I'm going to take a look at real quick. They started North, uh, Northern Illinois. Mm -hmm. um, they got Holy Cross. Then they play Florida State at home, at Louisville, Virginia, Army, at Georgia Tech, UConn, and November is at Syracuse, Virginia Tech at home, at Pitt, and Miami at home. So it's That's not really – if I'm not mistaken, they avoid Clemson, FSU, and a few others, right? They do. And that – No, that's they a play FSU help. at home, but oh, they, they avoid Clemson. They avoid – they avoid – they avoid uh, – they avoid North Carolina State. They avoid North Carolina. Mm -hmm. They don't play Wake Forest this year. It's manageable. You know, so I set their their win total at five. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think they go over or under on five? Mm. I think – I think there'll be five. I, I think there's a chance for a bowl game, but you got to win some of those games that I talked about with the non-conference slate. You got to win at least four of those, or or maybe even sweep them because you know the ACC is not going to yeah, be absolutely. easy. Absolutely, if they could win four of those and beat Virginia Tech at home, and and mm -hmm. you know, and and maybe one more, maybe they can find six. I'm gonna, you know. I said it at five. I'm probably going to say five and seven for them. That would be an improvement. I do think they have a chance of getting six and six, though. That's that's what I'm thinking, yeah. All right. The second team that we're going to look at is Clemson. That's who I pushed to start with a while ago. So, anyway, Clemson is number two that we're running this time. Uh, they went 11 and three last year, nine and zero in the regular season in the ACC. Um, of course, they have Dabo. Dabo's in his 16th year there. 
161 wins and only 39 losses. And let's not pretend that Clemson still isn't mostly the class of the ACC. So until until you, you knock know, them off, um, there's been a lot still, of noise. That, yeah. You know, Clemson may fall through this year or whatever, but they the AP poll. The AP poll come out yesterday. They're, I think they were ninth in the country um, to start out with in the AP poll. Um, keys to the season, what do you got as a key? What, what do you think is going to be a key to their season for their team? I think it's quarterback play. I mean, I think you it's going to be Garrett. I think it's going to be Garrett Riley is what I think. Yeah, it, it, it's huge, yeah. You know, Cade Klubnik last year, you know, he, I he think come in as a fresh. I think we're interrupting each other at the same time. Let, let me let me go. Let me redo it. Cade Klubnik, yeah. he was a freshman last yeah, year. Yeah, go ahead. He made some mistakes, but – you saw the talent that was on display when he when he made plays happen. Um, I believe Randall is going to be a big key for them in their wide receiver room. Um, he's coming off a knee injury from last year. Um, so I think, like you said, I think it's Garrett Riley. How does he get that team to, to mesh together? And, you know, what we're talking about, Garrett Riley, he's the offensive coordinator. So, um, Right. And I think you know, getting K Clubnick to the level, you know what I mean? I think getting him to the level that, that he can be an efficient quarterback and hit in, in Garrett's offense is going to be key. So that's what I do. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll be honest with you, though. All Clemson's right. De- Clemson's defense is going to be good. But they're losing four all ACC players to the NFL, um, so yep. they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be restocking and, and rebuilding. But they probably have one of the best, probably the biggest argument for best linebacker duo in the country, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. You know they're 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 legit, they're elite. Um, you know, when they're going to they get Rook Hahoro back, I think I think that's how you say it. Um, he he's a big NFL draft guy for next year. Um, they get Nate Wiggins back; he's a rising star in the secondary. And they only finished seventy six in the country last year nationally passing, and that's usually not normal. Last year was a down to me. Last year was really just a down year, if you want to be honest, for Clemson. It was not the it was not the season that they expected. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, transfers in. Uh, they have a QB that transferred in from Arizona State, Paul Tyson. You know, he's going to be a backup to Cade. You know, I mean, he's not going to be a starter, but in you know, in in big boy football. You got to have a decent backup, so I, I give the biggest uh, top transfer in to him. 
And, of course, they lost DJ in the transfer portal to Oregon State. You know, I think for Clemson fans, they, you know, that's not a big deal. I think they were ready to kind of get rid of DJ and to move to Cade Klubnick, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, but, you know, last year, Cade was kind of the backup and came in. And, and, you know, and if, if he was to get hurt, they, they definitely need a backup. So, okay. well, here's my, here's my philosophy on key this. player. I, I have is Autumn Randall. Do what? Oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, you had the 11 and three year last year, you know, you, an ACC championship and a new year's day bow, right? Well, they, they lose the new year's day bow. Dabo goes and fires his longtime staffer, Brandon Streeter, after one year as offensive coordinator and brings in Garrett Riley. Like, yeah. that tells you, you know, thing, he's wanting to kick things up a notch. And, you know, you just don't fire people out of the blue like that, especially, you know, Dabo and Brandon Streeter was really good friends. And – that just don't happen, and you know, in this day and age. So, well, it does, but no, Dabo's pretty loyal. To start with. He, what I'm saying with Dabo, Dabo's pretty loyal to a fault, and so he was trying to mix things up. So, yeah, can it work? Is the, is the question? So, okay, I know everybody's gonna say Cub K Club or. Or, or Shipley, I think it's – I think I'm going to turn and put out Adam Randall, a sophomore wide receiver. Yeah. Cade Klubnick's going to need somebody to throw the ball to. Yeah, and he, I think, he you know, um, he's got the talent, and, and I think he could be a key player. The key now, game? Key game. I'll, can I say this it's, one? It's FSU. has to be. Key game September – the key it's, game's it's FSU. FSU, September the 23rd. And I'll tell you why. FSU yeah, ha has won in Death Valley since 2013. Yep. Matter of fact, Clemson has won seven straight. Yeah. They've won seven straight, Clemson has, in this series. Um <clears throat> You know, this Florida State game, there is a lot of hype about it. Florida State was was preseason ranked eight yesterday compared to Clemson nine. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Clemson fans that's upset by that. And, um, you know, Clemson's been the class of the ACC for the last seven, eight years. Um, you know, and um, I think they deserve – they have the right to say that they are the class of the ACC right now until proven up mm -hmm. otherwise. I agree. I think it it all boils down to can FSU yeah, best players. You've already named the linebacking core. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, it just all boils down to whether FSU can go in there and win that because FSU has had a monkey on its back for some time because FSU hasn't been the FSU of old, but this year. There's a lot of hype with FSU. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of re-energized, you know, energy sitting in Tallahassee this year. So they're going to have to, you know, their fans are expecting quite a bit this year. Yeah. I agree. Best players, we've named quite a few. I'm going to name one more. Shipley, Will Shipley, the running back. He's pretty special on a college football field, and I think he's going to be one of their better players this year. Um, oh, most definitely. Fun stats. Their offense last year had 3,253 passing yards, okay? Their defense gave up 3,244 passing yards. Mm-hmm. It's almost identical. It's nine yards separating what they yeah. what they done and what they gave up. Clemson is a lot better than that, and they're going to have to they figure are. out how to not how not to give up that many defensive passing yards. Oh, most definitely. That's that's my fun stat on Clemson. Now, I've got their. Well, let's take a look at their schedule real quick. They, they start at Duke. They, they play start at Duke. Duke. They play Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic. Southern. Florida State at home, at Syracuse, Wake Forest at home, at Miami, at NC State, Notre Dame at home. Georgia Tech mm-hmm. at home, North Carolina at home, and South Carolina away. So they only play one, two, three, four. Well, they got five away games. Well, and another thing, too, is Clemson and that, that Syracuse game, it's always tricky. That game's always played good. And it seems like every year you have that one game that Clemson always seems to trip up in. And that's one of the games that I possibly could be, you know, the Clemson game. Because you remember a couple years back, you know, they lost a pit at home. So Clemson always has that one game where they trip up. Yeah. So that's that's a look at their schedule. I'll be honest with you. I have their win total set at 10. Do you think they go over match or under 10? I think it depends on the FSU game, to be honest. They, you know, they got to win that one. Well, I mean, it, it, it's going to, of course. Mm-hmm. I just, I like this Clemson team. I just think there'll be one game where they trip up. And I'm not real sure where it's going to be at. But I think they're going to trip up one game late in the year somewhere. Because if you've known them, except for that one, or was the undefeated season, they they tripped up in a couple games. So, um, you know. I'll be honest with you. I think think they're going to win at home against – Florida State, I've got them eleven and one. Um, yeah. So that's that's where I've got Clemson is eleven eleven and one. Yeah. 
So I got them going over. Next in line is Duke. Duke, yep. We're going to talk the about Dukies. Duke. Uh, you got Mike Elko. You got Mike Elko mm-hmm. as the as the uh, as the coach. Yeah. And um, they they went nine and four last year. A lot of people probably don't even realize that. They did. And they have a heck of a quarterback back as well. Riley Leonard. Yep. Well, and a lot of people another, probably don't even realize that. And another thing too, they bring back 17 starters and they bring back one of the top linemen in the country in Graham Barton. So their offense is going to be pretty good. You know. They're going to be real good. It is. Uh, I I think this is Duke has a chance to be a sleeper team. They do. They have a chance to be a sleeper team here in the ACC, I think. I agree. Key to the season for me, if they're gonna if they're gonna be a sleeper team, is third down conversions. Yeah, was, they definitely was, have to get a little better at third down conversions. Yeah, it was bad last year. Yeah. So, all right, transfers in, transfers out. Uh, Miles Jones, in, a cornerback from Texas A and M, transferred in. He's really going to help that defense. Um, and then Addison Penn, a, the center last year, um, is not currently on the team. He has not officially transferred, but he's not currently on the team. You know, what's so interesting about my players, I think, you know what's so interesting about Miguel Cole, yep. though, is, is the previous two years they won five games. And then all of a sudden he just scoots up and they win nine. Like it's it's been that quick. It, they've got competitive that quick. Oh, I know. And and a lot of that has to do with their offensive coordinator, Kevin Johns. He's he's one of the best coordinators, um, offensive coordinators in the ACC. I hope Duke sleeps through the season, says Warren. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I had to put that one up since we were talking about Duke there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> key, pl- key players, I've got Franklin, a defensive tackle, senior. I think he's going to be a key player on that defense. And that's who mm-hmm. I picked as the key player. I think. And for me, I think the front four um, up front is going to be big. Dwayne Carter is back. Um, Franklin's yeah, back. You know, they got the linebacker crew. Cam Dillon, he arrived late last year, I think, from Columbia. And ended up getting a starting job for him last year, so um, I think Duke's going to be a really surprise team. But I'll say this on Duke: they play um, 
they play Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame, NC State, North Carolina, and Wake Forest. Woo! Talk about brutal. That's a brutal schedule, and it yeah. it's a lot harder. It's a lot well, harder this year than it was last year. Yeah, their their schedule is not easy. That's the reason why. Yeah, their schedule is a lot harder this time. But my key game for them is the first game of the season. I I really think that's going to set the tone. They play Clemson, the very first game of the season, at home. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big one. You know. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they they're going to step up and beat Clemson right off the bat, but I think they need to make it and and make it a game and not let Clemson come in, run them out and destroy the morale right off the bat at the very beginning of the season. That first game's huge in terms of like you said, you don't want to get blown out. You don't want to have to start 0-1 and feel like you're just trying to be desperate the following week and try to get everything back in one in one moment. It's just you want to play you want to play tight with them. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I got as key game. Best players we've already named quite a few of them on that defensive line. Uh, Riley Leonard, the quarterback. Uh, Jalen Calhoun, wide receiver, is going to be important to him. So, what's the, um, what's the fun stat? They gave up 36 sacks last year. That's my fun stat for them. It's not quite so fun. They got to do a little better than giving up 36 yeah. sacks. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty tough. Yeah, they got to do a little better than giving up 36 sacks. I've Now, this is going to sound low, okay? I've got the season win total set at six, all right? You've already kind I, of ran through their schedule. I'll run that's through where real I was quick. Going. Clemson. Uh, Lef- that's where I was going with this. I was going to say – what I was going to say – well, what I was going to say – that's where I was going with this was six wins, in which that's not going to be bad because the fact is, look at you who you're playing. The schedule last year was more favorable last year than it was this year. And six wins, maybe a seventh if you knock somebody off. That and they won nine. They're coming off of nine wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they're coming off of nine wins, and I don't think six wins is going to make them happy. To be honest with no, you, it's, and it's I not, and I, I really think they have a chance of going seven and five. I think they have a chance of going seven and five, and if mm-hmm. they can put together that offense, maybe they have an outside chance of going eight and four and and doing, playing a little bit of sleeper role in the ACC. But I'm going to put them at seven and five for the year. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. You think you got? You think you got them at six and six or seven and five? That's where I was going with it, anyways. I was going with six and six. Okay. All right. The next one we're going. I'm kind of doing these close to alphabetical order. 
Next one we're doing is Florida State. I already started out saying that Florida State was eighth in the country in the AP poll yesterday. Um, you know, they got they got Nor um, Mike Norvell the, Norvell there as the coach. I think this is his fourth year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fourth year. I was having to look it up real quick. They had a great season last year. They went 10 and 3, 5 and 3 in the ACC, and they have a lot of key players back. Um, and um, he's 18 and 16 at Florida State now after last year. And I think he's firmly off the hot seat. I thought he was on the hot seat last year, but I think he's firmly off the hot seat right now. He, everybody in the country thinks they they might have a chance of beating Clemson. So, I'll say I'll say this: the keys to the season, you know, the offense is going to be there. What is so great about this FSU team is they went out into the portal and they they done some business. You know, they picked up um, Gilbert Edmond from South Carolina. They brought Fisky from. Western Michigan, um, Jared Verse comes back. They get the ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year, Patrick Payton back. I'll say this. If this defense can keep them in games and the offense do what they got, FSU could rock the party in the New Year's Day, but in the New Year's uh, college football playoff. Yeah, but their defense has to be better, I think, it does. to get to be. Which they be do bring notch. back Jared. They do bring back Jared Verse, one of the one of the best players in the country. He's he's Verse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's top notch. He's elite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but their top transfer in I have is tied in Bell from South Carolina. That's who I put as their top transfer in. And the trans the transfer out is uh, Treshawn Ward that went to Kansas State running back. Well, he was one of the three headed monster running backs last year, and he transferred out to Kansas State. They also got Keon Coleman from uh, Michigan State. I think he came in very was it it was pretty late, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it was pretty late in the uh, yeah. transfer so portal. This team, this team is loaded, to be All honest. All right, key player was talking about their defense. I've got it. I've got it as Braden. I've got it as Braden Fisk. He's a defensive tackle. He's going to be playing beside Verse, and he's a senior. And you're going to have so much talent right next to you that's going to attract all the attention. And this D tackle has got to have a stellar year. He does. I agree. All right. Key game. It's the same as Clemson. It's the September 23rd at Clemson in Death Valley. That is absolutely – I know they start the season off with LSU, and that is a huge game. I'm not going to pretend like it's not, okay? Okay. It is. But if 
FSU loses the Florida or the the LSU game, if they could if they could run the table in the ACC, that LSU loss is not going to hurt them. But the thing is, though, they lose to LSU, so that Clemson game becomes crucial now because you don't want to lose two of those games. Crucial, absolutely crucial. Yeah, absolutely. If they start out two and two. Um, you know, that could be an issue. All right. Best players. We hadn't even mentioned Jordan Travis. So, you know, I've got to at least mention one of the better quarterbacks um, in the country. I would say that he is, he's a senior he had a really good season last year, operates really good offense. They had a rush, a three-headed monster rushing attack, and and he places the ball, you know, in, in, in very good spots. And he he's a good he's a good quarterback, good manager of a good offense. And he's really good with his feet, too. All right, fun stat. Again, Florida State gave up 40 sacks last year. 40. That's got to be fixed. Well, and they replaced that with, you know, in the transfer portal, you know, they brought – they get back Gibbons – they brought in Roddick from Colorado, Byers from UTEP, and Keandre Jones from Auburn. So they they done some work in the transfer portal on the offensive line. So there's going to be some depth there. Yeah. All right. Schedule look. They start out in Orlando, LSU. Then they play Southern Miss at Boston College, then at Clemson, then open date, then Virginia Tech at home, Syracuse at home, Duke at home, at Wake Forest, at Pitt, Miami at home, Northern North North Alabama at home, and then they end the season at Florida. That's always the, their last game is with Florida. Yeah, it's, it's the big ride. I right? have their win total set at yeah, I have their win total set at nine. That's where I have their win total set is at nine. Do you think they can go over with that schedule? I think they're at least at ten. It's going. It's going to depend I think they on. Can get to it, it depends on the first, the LSU game and the Florida State game. Those are the two swing games. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the schedule, the LSU game, the at Clemson, and then outside of that, I mean, they got to play at Wake Forest and at Pitt which won't be easy probably. 
But outside of that, I mean, they end at Florida, but I don't expect Florida to be all that great. So I expect, I mean, 10 and 2, I think, is attainable. Um, and I think that would be a great season for them. I'm not sure that FSU fans will be happy with that if they still lose to Clemson and Death Valley. No, that will be uh, – it won't be nice for them. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be happy with that if they still lose to Clemson. All right, so we're going to move on to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, um, they replaced their coach in the, after three games last year. They've got uh, Brent Key is their coach now. Yeah, they uh, they started and out. They did go four and four in the ACC last after he took over. Yeah, they started out one and three, and then all of a sudden they started playing so much better football towards the end of the season. And uh, you know, take away the take away the Georgia game, and they competed probably in every single game they play. Yeah, they played a lot better after he was hired as a coach uh, last year. Um, I think he done a heck of a job turning them around in season. He was an interim coach last year and, of course, was hired after the season as a full-time because he did go four and four with them. And like you said, outside of the Georgia game, they competed in almost every game. So, um Key to the season for me, and I know it's not going to be the old Paul Johnson era running game, but Georgia Tech's got to find a running game. You know, the year before, they they lost Jameer Gibbs to Alabama. And they really didn't have much last year in the running game, and I think they got to find a running game this year. I think it's their pass rush. Okay. We're going to to have to be a little bit better on defense, too, a little bit. We can be different. It's all right. (laughs) Well, I can go with that. And and I'll be honest with you. Under under Collins, it was just – there was no, there was no offensive identity, man, and they didn't have no depth. They didn't have anybody that could go in there and do what they needed to do, and you know it was just, it was just a. And still, this roster to me still lacks a lot of playmaking ability. But each year you grow, right? Last year they. You know, they start out one and three, then all of a sudden they end the year four and four. Yeah, progress. absolutely. Progress is the key. And that's the main thing with Georgia Tech. Yeah, absolutely. Georgia Tech's not going to come in here overnight and start winning ACC championships. 
you know, Calvin Johnson and, you know, others are not walking through that no, door right now. No. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a progress. And that's the way I see it with right. this thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Transfer in. I have Braylon Oliver from Minnesota, a linebacker. So that should help on defense a little bit. Uh, and they lost uh, quarterback Jeff Sims to Nebraska in a transfer portal as the as the biggest that's loss out. That's what I have. That's what I have. Key players, key players. I mean, they got a redshirt freshman by the name of Zach Pyron that's a quarterback. Um, it's going to be either him or Hayes King from Texas A&M. And if we're being fair. probably be your starting quarterback. If we're being fair, it's probably going to be Hay- It's probably going to be Haynes King just, just because of experience, I think. And, and you're right. It probably will be, but I don't think Hayes King is going to come in and be spectacular. And I think this kid – Zach Pyron could be. He could. So I don't know if you just start him out and ride through some ride through some stuff, to, you know, at the first few games, and give him a chance, or like you said, if you go with the experienced guy and, and with Hayes King. So, you know, I, I think either one of those two are going to be a key player for Georgia Tech and for that offense. Can, can, can I say this? The reason, the reason I said, the reason why I said, I think the defense is because you know they lose Kim White. They're the when he went pro, and they lost two of their starting linebackers. So they're going to have they're going to have a turnover, and they got a few guys that come back from the team last year. But losing him and those two linebackers are going to be huge, in my opinion. So key game, what do you have for the key game? I tell you what I have. I I put the very first game of the year against Louisville, home against Louisville, September yeah, the first. Uh, and and the reason why I put that is this: three of the last four years, their ACC opener has been Clemson. This year, they get Louisville with a brand-new coach, very first game, new offense, new players. That Braum has got 50 new players on that team. And they have to go on the road and play at Georgia Tech to open the season. I think that that would be a key game for Georgia Tech to get a win at home to start the yeah. season. And I tell you something, something I didn't mention earlier. You know, they're getting Nate McCollum from North Carolina, Christian Leary from Alabama, Dominique Blaylock from Georgia. So they're going to have some guys they can throw the ball to. So it, it it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this new offensive scheme that they're going to be running. Quarterback. 
I think it's going to be interesting how they handle the quarterback situation, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my biggest thing. Yeah, so, you know, you're, you're mentioning some players. So, I already mentioned the two quarterbacks, um, LaMiles Brooks, safety. He's a junior. Um, Braylon Oliver, like I said, is going to be a big one. Dante Smith, running back, I think is he's a senior, is, is going to be a big one as well for them, one of their better players. All right. So fourth quarter last year, they gave up 104 points and only scored 59. You would hope to see some improvement on that in the fourth quarter. You do. I agree. All right, take a quick look at their schedule. Again, they open at home with at Louisville, at home with Louisville, South Carolina State at home, at Ole Miss, at Wake Forest. Then they come back and play Bowling Green at home, at Miami, home with Boston College, home North Carolina, at Virginia, at Clemson. Syracuse at home and Georgia at home to end the season in their rivalry game. I have their win total set at five. That might seem a little high, but they did go five and seven last year. Um, you know, I have their win total set at five. And what do you think on that one? That's fair. Over, under, or – yeah, match it. Five is about right. I mean, when you look at their South Carolina State, they'll probably win. Bowling Green at home, they'll probably win. I think they can probably beat Boston College at home. They might be able to beat Syracuse at home. Um, you know, so if they can still maybe a win at Virginia or a home game against Louisville, maybe they can get five and go five and seven in the second year as well uh, and, and still get a few more guys in there. That's fair. All right. So I was just talking about Louisville. Now we're going to go to Louisville. Louisville's next. Of course, they brought in Jeff Brom, former player, former quarterback, who's been at Purdue, coached at Western Kentucky, and is a good coach. Um, first year, like I said, he this will be his tenth year. He's coached nine seasons. He's sixty-six and forty-four overall at Western Kentucky and Purdue. So, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. In my opinion, he, he has a he's a great offensive mind. He's a quarterback himself, um, you know, and he'll get Louisville going in the right direction. I, I will say that. I'll say this season for me. Well, I'll say this 
the defense was really – the defense was a lot better last year. Um, but my biggest concern is the offense. You know, I know Brom is probably one of the best offensive minds, but he's relying on a lot of transfers for his offense at wide receiver. And he, he's, he's flipping in a new quarterback. Um, you know, I think leaving Jahar Jordan's back. Um, I think Maurice Turner's back in the backfield with him. Um, so the quarterback play, to me, is going to be the is going to be the key to to this team. You know, and they and they got the transfer. Here's uh, what I'm going to say about Jeff Brom and his offenses. Here's what I want to say about Jeff Brom and his offenses. Okay. Sometimes he forgets about the running game. In his case in point. Case in point. Remember, remember the game we watched last year together, the Penn State game. He went completely away from what he was, yeah. doing, what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they should they had the lead and should have won that game, except he wouldn't run the clock out. Every coach I know hands the ball <laughs> off and runs the clock out. But not Jeff Brom. I don't know. You know, I don't know. So, you know, sometimes he completely forgets about the running game and running the darn ball. And my key for Louisville this year is Jeff Brom cannot forget about, about running the ball sometimes. There are you key moments in I games think it was, that they I think it was, that you have to run the ball. I think it was in the middle of the year last year, and and you got on one of the we had one of our podcasts, and you said Jeff Brom, if you can hear me, run the ball. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that's one of my keys for them this year. Um, transfers in and out. I mean, Lord have mercy. They've had so many transfer in and out. It's hard to keep up with. I mean, honestly, it's really, really hard to keep up with. Um Edge, I've got Stefan Heron from, from Stanford that transferred in, and linebacker Mag uh, Monty Montgomery transferred to Ole Miss. I think that's their biggest loss. But they have a ton of transfers in and out. All right, key player. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the transfer, Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer, the quarterback. You mm -hmm. know, Louisville's had Malik Cunningham there for like 17 years. I mean, sorry, for like four years, <laughs> five years. I done forgot how how many however long he was there. But he was there forever. Anyways, they haven't had another quarterback there in like umpteen years. That's my what, what my granny would say. <laughs> but you know. Plummer coming in, 
He was at California last year. He threw for 30, over uh, 3,000 yards in the Pac-12 last year at California, had 21 touchdowns last year. So, and he is a former Jeff Brom quarterback at Purdue. Well, and two, you know, we might as well get to their schedule. To me, I see all these games they got, and the first game is crucial because it's a road game to kick off the ACC, you know, the Jeff Brom era. This is a big step for him with the schedule that they got to kick it off and start warming up because I don't think I don't think they played Georgia Tech since 2020, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, to me, this is a really big game, especially in it being on the road. So, and their, and their schedule is favorable. And, and we said it last week. The schedule is favorable. Their schedule is set up for them to win nine or yeah. ten games. Like, honestly, I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. Their schedule is favorable, for sure. Absolutely. You know, if you want to talk about their schedule real quick, I mean, we got at Georgia Tech, Murray State at home, at Indiana, Boston College at home, at NC State, Notre Dame at home, then at Pitt, which is their tough stretch, open date, Duke at home, Virginia Tech at home, Virginia at home, at Miami, and Kentucky at home. Um, I don't uh, think. I think I it's think a manageable schedule. I do have. I don't think they get tested at least till Notre Dame, though. Yeah. I do have their their win total set at six and a half. That's what the betting lines are saying. I actually think mm-hmm. they go over that. I think they have a great chance of going eight and four. I really do with that schedule. That's where I'm. I think that's where I'm going to go with it. Um, you know, I, I really do. I feel like they have a, a very favorable schedule and eight and four is attainable. They do not play Florida State. They do not play Clemson. They do not play North Carolina, which is the three ranked ACC teams in the preseason AP poll. They don't play any of them. So that to me is a pretty favorable schedule. And I think Brom is a good enough coach that he can probably get them to eight and four on that schedule. I agree. All right. The next team we're going to cover is Miami. Now, I want to give you a stat or two. Uh, I might save this for the fun, for the fun stat. Maybe I'm not sure. 
But Mario Cristobal is the coach. He's in his second year. They went five and seven last year. They only went three and five in the ACC. You know, um, they got beat by MTSU at home. I mean, they really had a putrid year and was ranked in the top 15 preseason last year. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give you a stat here real quick, okay? Mario Cristobal coached quite a few years or a few years at Oregon, okay, which is a premier, uh, you know, um, in the country. I think they're a premier team in the country, and now he's at Miami. He's coached 11 years, all right? His record is 67 and 67. That's his coaching record. What do you think about that, John? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I want to try to stay away from the Miami crazies because I don't want them to come <laughs> after me. But at the same time, you know, they're too talented. <laughs> they're too talented to repeat last year's performance. I'm just saying, Cristobal's coaching record is 67 and 67 after 11 years. And you wouldn't think that with what he did at Oregon either. Keys to the season, stop. Listen to me. Stop with all the turnovers. Stop yeah, it. It was, it, was, stop. It, was, it was pretty bad last year. I mean, Lord have mercy. Seemed like every game they had turnover. It seemed like. I mean, what was it, MTSU? They had eight turnovers in one game or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. I can't remember. It, it was just – I mean, it was – Stop it. Stop with all the turnovers. You can't have 47 million turnovers in one season. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying – All right, transfer. They they had uh, Cohen, offensive guard, uh, transfer in from Alabama, transfer out. I think they lost uh, offensive tackle John Campbell to their biggest loss and and mm -hmm. biggest transfer in. I've got Zion Nelson, offensive tackle, seniors, their key player. I think they got to mm -hmm. shore up that offense. Offensive line, and and he's going to be he's going to be a start for that. Mm -hmm. Key game, I think. I think it's I think it's Texas A and M at home. Yeah, it's pretty big. September the ninth. It's the I think second game of the year for him. I'm pretty sure. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it's a home game, and Texas A&M comes to the house. I mean, mm-hmm. if Miami's going to turn turn this thing around, and Chris Ball's going to turn this thing around, it's a game they need to win. Yep, it's a big game. And it's not going to be an easy game for them to win. I mean, AM's no. probably going to be favored on their home field. Yeah. Tyler Van Dyke, stop with all the turnovers. Yeah, it was it was bad last year. I mean, Lord have mercy. Fun stats. I'm sorry, there wasn't any fun stats for Miami last year. <laughs> it went it went downhill quick. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm kind of messing, but I'm kind of not. So, you know. Let's look at their schedule real quick. They start out with Miami of Ohio. Then they play Texas A&M at home. Then they got Buthane Cookman at home, at Temple, Georgia Tech at home, at North Carolina, Clemson at home, Virginia at home, at NC State, at Florida State, Louisville at home, and at Boston College. You know, when you look at their schedule, the first, if they can get past Texas A&M, they have a chance of being five and zero. Oh. They do. Now the back half of their schedule at North Carolina, Clemson, at NC State, Florida State. You know they play some tough games. They do. I agree. I've got their win total set at seven. I got their win total set at seven. Do you think they can go over under, or is that accurate? I think they're probably going to be at eight. That's just my opinion. I think they can get to eight and four with that schedule. Um, but that I think that's on the better end. I'm going to call them seven and five. That's what I'm going to call them. Let's go with that. Until I see something improved or better, I just I don't believe it. So all right. From Miami, we are going to NC State. NC State is in an 11th year with Doreen. Um, they went eight and five last year, four and four in the ACC. Um, he's 72 and 54 in his 11th year at NC State. Mm-hmm. 
the thing about NC State consistently win seven or eight games. They have probably one of the best in the ACC on defense coming back. They got six, I think, starters. Peyton Wilson comes back, and they get Aiden White back. So their defense is going to be really good. Now, their offense, I think, you know, they bring on, they bring in Brennan Armstrong, the quarterback. So, you know, and then they lost Devin Leary to Kentucky. So they kind of swapped in quarterbacks. So, they lost the running back Demi to Kentucky too. They lost him too to Kentucky. So I'm not so much worried about the defense for NC State because they're going to have a really good defense. It's the offense, how they're going to respond. Um, behind, and I think that's key to their season. They're going to have to find enough mm -hmm. offense. They're going to have to find. You know, some they got. They got to try to find twenty-five points a game. Mm -hmm. They got. They got to. They got to try to find twenty-five points a game. I think. Yeah, I agree. Transfer in. I'm going to call Brennan Armstrong from Virginia, the quarterback. He's probably going to be their starter and you know they lost Devin Leary that's to me the biggest loss um, that they have but you could say Devin Carter the wide receiver that transferred to West Virginia yeah he, he was a big he was a big loss for him too all right key player You know, I think it's going to be Armstrong. I think Brendan Armstrong's got to come in and uh, and produce some points because the defense is going to be there, and if he can produce some points, they'll win eight games for sure. I, I agree. Key game. I've got September the ninth, Notre Dame at home. That's the big one. Get Notre Dame at home. Well, Notre Dame's going to be going to be a really good. Team. It's a big game get, for them. They get Notre Dame at home. They get it at home. They get Louisville at home. They get Clemson at home. They get Miami at home, and they get North Carolina at home. So they got, you know, they got a. To to me, I wouldn't say that's a murderer's row, but those are some games you need to win if you want to impress some folks. So Yep. Well, and to me, I All think right. we've already mentioned players. I'll say this. I think NC State could be a sleeper team. But like we just said, it, it all has to do what the offense does. If the offense can can get, can get the points, there, there's an opportunity there. So, because um, the defense is going to be yeah, really absolutely. good. I think so too. So, I already mentioned the Notre Dame game, which is the second game of the year for them. The first game, they play at UConn. And it's going to be a little tricky game, I think, to go at UConn and play on the road 
in, you know, where they're on the uptick, UConn is. I mean, mm-hmm. Moore Jr. has done a good job last year, and they're on the uptick. NC State can't afford to trip up that game. And then they come back and uh, they play Notre Dame at home, VMI at home, at Virginia, mm-hmm. Louisville, at or Marshall at home, at Duke, Clemson at home, Miami at home, at Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech, and finish the season North Carolina at home. I I set their win total at at you know I I've got it set at seven and a half is where I've got their win total set, and I think they can get to eight and four. I do too. Where do you think they'll be at? You think they can that's get to eight I, and four? That's what I said. I said eight and four. I think it's I think it's like two seconds behind yours is what it is. I'm right. trying to talk. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm still gonna have to figure something else out. All right, so we're moving on to North Carolina. North Carolina, of course, um, started out great towards the end of the season, kind of the wagon, the wheels fell off and lost a few games there at the end. But uh, with about two or three games to go, two games to go, I believe, in the season, they had a chance to win the ACC. They wound up nine and five, um, six and two in the regular season. Mac Brown's in his fifth year. Um, he is 30 and 22 there at North Carolina. And they bring back one of the better quarterbacks in the, in the nation, Drake May. And they have some pretty high expectations. They are the third team ranked in the AP poll. Um, I think they're ranked 23rd. Well, I just got to say something. I did it again. So, I said that Nate McCollum was going to be at Georgia Tech. Well, he's actually at North Carolina. My scouting report was not right. I must have mis- overlooked something. I, I've done that twice in the past two weeks, getting confused on players going. This transfer portal got me so. <laughs> this transfer portal's got me so confused, man. It yeah, man, it's hard to keep up with all of them in this transfer portal. Yeah, it's a mess, man. But like I said, they get they get Tez Walker. Um, he's from Kent State. Nate McCollum's from Georgia Tech. Um, you know, Drake May's coming back. Um, they got an opportunity to play for for a spot in the ACC championship if we really want to be truthful. But my problem ain't the offense. The problem is the defense. Allowing 30. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been their problem 30. the last two years. 30 points a game. Like, that's unheard of. Um, They couldn't stop the run. It was they even worse the year before that. It was like 32 or 35 or something. Yeah, it was just – it was 
It's not good. Yeah, I mean, the key to their season is going to be the defense, honestly. I mean, can they can they hold opponents to like 23, 20, 23, 24 points a game? That's the thing. Um, transfer in and out. You've already mentioned Tez Walker, um, wide receiver, uh, out. Tony Grimes went to Texas A&M, a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Key player. I've got listed as offensive tackle William Barnes, senior. Um, I think I think you know your tackles are are always key. And Drake May, you got one of the better quarterbacks in the country. I think it's going to be important to keep a good offensive line, and that's why I picked him. Um, my key game, and and I'm just going to say it is the very first game of the year. They play South Carolina at home. September the 2nd, coming up, very first game of the year. And it's uh, college game day is going to be there. They've already announced college game day is going to be there for that game. Um, it's it's a big, big game. And I'll say this, you know, I'm not, I, I I'm not so sure. Them. I'm not so sure they win that game. That's why I got it as a key game. It's at home. It's against South Carolina. You're North Carolina. Um, you got Drake May back, and you can't let South Carolina come in there and whip your tail at home. Well, you know what was bad was last year. They won nine games. But the, but the collapse they had late in the year, you know, they lost at home to Georgia Tech in North Carolina State, and then they went into the ACC championship and got completely manhandled by Clemson. And, lost you know, that. And then they got to the Holiday Bowl and they and they lost to Oregon. But that was, that was hardly the point. It was the four losses down the stretch in the regular season that, that just – they never did yeah, look the same. That's what I'm saying. The they were the great up till about two or three games to go in the regular season. And they and they just went they went yeah. downhill quick. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I've kind of mentioned some of the best players already. Um, Cedric Gray, linebacker, needs a good mention here. Senior linebacker, he's a, he's a really good player. Um, so I'll give him a shout out there on the best players. All right, their schedule. They start South Carolina, and I said that was a home game. I'm sorry, that's in Charlotte. I misspoke on it. The actual game, it's in bold letters, so I thought it was home. But when I clicked over, it's actually in Charlotte. Um, so, But it's still in North Carolina, in Charlotte. Um, then they play Appalachian State. Let me just – Give me a little emphasis on that one. Appalachian State, if y'all remember that from last year. Minnesota at home, at Pitt, Syracuse at home, Miami at home, Virginia at home, Georgia Tech on the road, Campbell at home, at Clemson, and at North Carolina State. 
Um, you know, I think after the South Carolina game, then you got Pitt on the road, and outside of that, I mean, their schedule in the middle is pretty manageable um, until the end, the last two games, at Clemson and at uh, NC State. Eight wins. You know, so I've got their win total. Yeah, I've got their win total set at seven and a half. It probably really should be eight. And that's where I, I've got them is eight and four. That's where I got them, man. I think their schedule is is manageable enough to, to go to go and be eight and four. Um, so that's where I've got the mat. Pittsburgh is next, guys. We're going to move on to Pittsburgh. Um, they went nine. They went five and three in in conference and 41 in 10 years mm-hmm. he's had a pretty good run with with the with Pittsburgh in the last actually over the last three or four years, they're probably the second best team in the ACC. That's that's <laughs> that's not the Pittsburgh that we're referring to, John. That's not the Pittsburgh we're referring to, John. It's not the Steelers. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't play in the ACC, man. <laughs> That's got me tickled, man. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, me. All right. So, like I said, to me, Pittsburgh's, oh, Pittsburgh's probably been the, 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 the second best team in the ACC over the last three or four years, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Key. Keys to their season, they got to start running the ball more from last year. They didn't run a whole lot, and then when they start running, they need to keep running. Um, and and I think that's you know they they pass the ball. They, their coach likes to do that, you know, and, and and they have a great offense, but they need to be a little bit more balanced. I think. You want to know? I'm going to tell you a fun stat. Um, since we're on this, um. Pittsburgh's combined 20 victories since 2021 rank only second to Clemson, which is 21 in the ACC. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's just the key stat I want to put out. <laughs> but 
Oh, yeah. Like I said, they've been the second best team in the ACC the last three or four years. They really have. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, they went nine and four last year. Um, you know, so again, they had a great season last year. Biggest transfer for them is Slovis transferred out and uh, Jerkovic transferred in from Boston College. One move, and one move. That's going to be their, their quarterback this year. And Pittsburgh runs a wide open offense, and he should have a great year, I would think. Um, key player, I've got uh, defensive end. Dayan Hayes, he's a senior. You know, Pittsburgh has had some really stellar line play in defensive ends over the last two or three years, and several of them drafted as well. Um, so I think it's going to be key to continue that. Well, and I'll tell you, too, you know, the strength of their unit to me is their cornerback play. You know, with their, you know they get back MJ Devonshire, Marquise Williams, and A.J. Wood. And they played a total of 11 total seasons. Devin Shower. Um, with 12 interceptions. Yeah, he's a former Kentucky Wildcat. Um, yeah, Devin Shower's they also got They also got the Florida transfer, Donovan McMillan, um, to fill a void at strong safety. So they're going to be pretty good, and especially in the, in the back front of their defense. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh has a chance to be the second or third best team in the in the ACC. Oh, I do too. I've I've and and the, and the thing is, they're consistent. They're getting better every single year, um, especially the last couple of years. You know, last year they should have beat Tennessee. Um, there were so many games they had opportunities to win and didn't. My key game for them this time, I've got it September 23rd, a home game against North Carolina. Yeah, it's that's pretty That's huge. what I got their key game on. They got beat last year at home to North Carolina, and I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think Pittsburgh – um, is that's going to be a, a key key game for them uh, to get that win on September the 23rd. Best players, you've mentioned a bunch already, man. I, I just want to give a big shout-out to Devin Shower, cornerback, the ex-Kentucky player. He had some great interceptions and some pick six last year. Um, he is a, he's a Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to plug, plug my laptop in. Oh, man, you're fine. All right, so their schedule. To take a quick look at their schedule, um, they start out with Warford, Cincinnati at home, at West Virginia, North Carolina at home, at Virginia Tech, Open date, Louisville at home, at Wake Forest, at Notre Dame, Florida State at home, 
Syracuse, and that game's played in the Bronx, actually. Boston College at home and at Duke. So they have a tough slate in the middle in October. Louisville at home, at Wake Forest, at Notre Dame, and Florida State at home. I have a four-game set right there that's, you know, that's pretty tough. Outside of that, that North Carolina game and West Virginia on the road, of course, that's a that's a big rivalry game. So that'll be a tough game probably. Those two games early, the third and fourth game of the year. Yeah. I have their win total set at seven and a half. Uh, and I actually think they, they go over that. I, I think they can they can at least go eight and four. I think they I can think, at least go eight and four. I and think there's a chance. I think they for, might have a chance at nine and three if they can knock the, off if they can knock off one one of the bigger teams. Notre Dame I agree. or I agree. Um I'll probably just go with I'll probably go with eight. Eight. All right. I mean, that's that's a good place for them, I think. Um, eight and four this year. I mean, that's what they were last year in the regular season. They won the bowl game. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we're moving on to Syracuse. Syracuse, Dino Babbers is their coach. Eighth year, he's 36 and 49 um, at Syracuse. They went seven and six last year and four and four in the ACC. And I'll say this about Syracuse. They're having a lot of turnover, um, in which we've seen in the last couple of years, debt become a big issue. And, you know, they, they lost Sean Tucker. Um, he was one of the most outstanding running yeah. backs in the ACC. They do get back Jarrett Schrader. But to me, they're going in with two new coordinators, and a lot of these contributors are gone. Um, and I just – I'm not real sure how to judge this team um, quite yet. I think the key to the season, I'll be honest with you, I think it's the first game. Um, first game of the year. Because you don't want to get in a hole. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that Dino Babers' job's on the line. I'm not saying that. But, you know, there's a lot of turnover in this Syracuse team this year. It, it's just not – they're not where they need to be. The next couple of years will be the tail. Well, so I, you know they they had a they had a pretty good offense last year, but defensively they couldn't. You know they they had to score more than the opponent. Yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't work out. Yeah, and you were talking about. talking about a key game i have their key game listed at virginia tech october the 26th virginia tech is 
going to be down. And that's a game to go into Virginia Tech and, you know, and to still a win there would be an absolute monster win for Syracuse. And that's the reason why I picked that game as their key game. You know, some of their better players, um, Gadsden, wide receiver. They have had some really good wide receivers in Syracuse the last few years. Um, I think Gadsden, the wide receiver, is really good. Um, um, Garrett Schrader is their QB. And, and he's going to be, uh, you know, really good for them this year, I believe. Um, linebacker Wax. Um, is going to be one of the better players. I've got their – well, let's look at their schedule real quick. Their schedule is Colgate, Western Michigan at home, at Purdue, Army at home, Clemson at home, at North Carolina, at Florida State, Open Date, at Virginia Tech, Boston College mm-hmm. at home, Pitt at Georgia Tech, and Wake Forest at home. I've got their win total set at five and a half. They went seven mm-hmm. and six last year. You know, can they can they get to five and a half? I'm not even sure they do that. Or six. I mean, I, I think I'm going to go under and go five and seven for Syracuse. I do too. Year. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going same route you are. All right. So we're going to move on to Virginia. Um, Virginia's been down, a little, you know, the last few years. Tony Elliott is in his second year there. Um, they went three and seven last year, one and six in the ACC. They had some games canceled last year. This, some, you know. Some, Terrible stuff happened at the end of the year, and they just are are you know really been really down um, for Virginia football. Um, so well, and two, you know, six, they have to stop the turnovers. They do, um, you know, Virginia. Their, their defense is what's going to be the strong unit, I think, because they return um, six of the team's nine returning starters on that side of the ball. Where, where the issue is going to be is quarterback play and offensive theology. Like, what, where are they going to go? Um, I know they got the quarterback. If I think it's Musket. He's a transfer from uh, – Yeah. Um, Monmouth, Tony Musk, Musket, um, 
you know, they went what three and nine last year, and or three and seven. Um, and I just don't think that they're. It's going to get much easier. It's going to get much better this year. It's just going. It's going to take some time. Yeah, I'm not. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they the transfer. I'm going to say transfer in. They got Kobe Pace from Clemson, a running back, and they probably need to ride him a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, Musket, I got as their key player. That's their quarterback. You know, they're they're going to have to find some offense. He transferred in. Um, he had 5,700 yards and 51 touchdowns in, in, you know, at Mammoth. You know, so he's, you know, it, he, it's a big step up, but we're going to have to see well, what the guy can do. And, and another thing, Their too. key game, I've got it listed as James Madison at home on September the 9th. Well, in between there, though. That's what I've got to listen got, In between there, though, you've got Tennessee and Maryland sandwiched. I mean, it don't, it don't get no easier, man. It's, it's, I know. That's I just, why they cannot. James Madison's got a good team. I do. Yeah, James Madison's got a good team. And that's a home game. They cannot allow – Playing Tennessee and Maryland sandwiched in there, they cannot. They they have to win that James Madison game at home. They do. I agree with you. I'm going. Um, Chico three. Bennett, edge rusher, senior, is one of the better players. I'm going three wins. I'm just going to go ahead and just give you my talk. I'm going to give you three wins. I'm going to throw his name out there. Yeah. Well, that's what I have. There's there. Actually, I have their uh, win total set at four, but I really think it's three wins. I really do. I do too. They play at Tennessee, James Madison at Maryland, NC State at home at Boston College, William and Mary at home. Open date at North Carolina, at Miami, Georgia Tech, at Louisville, Duke, and I think they end with Wake Forest. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have them going three and nine, um, and that's not – an improvement from last year. I think they got a, a rough road ahead and they're gonna have to do some some major rebuilding. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot to, to work with there. All right. So then we're moving on to Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech is kind of in the same boat, really. Um Second-year coach, Brent Pry, they went three and eight last year, one and six in the ACC. Um, you know, this is not the Virginia Tech team that that we 
become accustomed to. Um, they, you know, they're just not there. Well, and, and two, the offense. This isn't the Frank Beamer day. <laughs> no, and the offense to me, it fell flat on its face last year. Um, and it's 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 got to be a major improvement yeah. offensively. You know, I get it. the The talent level I mean, wasn't there. I'd be the talent level wasn't there in his first year. But if you do the same thing this year that you did last year, odds yeah. are they won't be as forgiving. <laughs> in year two, like they're not going to be, because Virginia Tech is a football school. But it does it doesn't really look all that great this year either. I'm gonna tell you one thing: offensively, they have to have more. They have to have more big plays, and I don't necessarily mean throwing it down the field forever either. I mean longer running plays, you know, 15 yard plays. But last year, when you looked at their offense, I mean, it was like just two yards at a time, step here, step there. And they just – they have to be able to have bigger plays. Well, and, and, and the biggest thing with Virginia Tech – In the offense. Is their offensive line needs to improve. It's still going to be a big issue, I think. You know, they're not particularly deep. Um, it's their third coach in three years and offensive who's, line. And who's their who's their I couldn't hear you what? And who's their quarterback? Is it Grant Wells, the senior, or is it uh Drones, the sophomore? Mm. I, I haven't heard. I don't know if they've announced. I haven't either. I, mean, I don't know who the quarterback is. I but think Grant Wells. Whoever it is is going to be a key player. <laughs> Which I think. I mean, honestly, drones. I think drones adds a little spice to it, like 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 an old key. Michael Vick type thing. He's a dual threat quarterback, so. You know he could he could help with the running game a little bit, but you got to get the ball downfield too, though. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, key game I have it as Purdue, Purdue the second game, or, you know, September the 9th at home. It's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. Early in the season, you know, they get to play Old Dominion and then they play Purdue at home. And I think that's a big game for the Brent Pryor era right off the bat. I after agree. last season. It is. it is. The secondary is probably some of their better players. Um, Canteen and Delane, uh, defensive backs and corners. I think that's probably some of their better players. You look at their schedule. Like I said, they start with Old Dominion. They get Purdue at home, at Rutgers, at Marshall, 
Pitt at, at home, at Florida State, Wake Forest at home, Syracuse at home, at Louisville, at Boston College, NC State at home, and at Virginia. And that's what their schedule looks like. I've got their season win total set at five. I still think that sounds a little high. But well, there's a there's a little spot in there where they play Rutgers and a few teams that are not really top heavy. And there's an opportunity there for them to win some of those games. With improved with improved offensive play. Yeah. Granted. I mean, they have a chance to be bowl eligible. I think they have a chance, but I'm gonna put them at five and seven. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you. I think they have a chance to get to that six win mark and be bowl eligible. This is the last team of the night. I've got them is it sitting at five and seven. Um, Then we're going to move on to Wake Forest. Are they the last team? And this is the last team in the ACC, but we are going to cover Notre Dame, who plays six games in the ACC this year. It's not truly part of the ACC, but they are. Yeah. Going to move on to uh, Wake Forest. And I thought I clicked it, but I don't see it on the screen. Yeah, it's there. Is it on there? Yeah, it's on there. There it is. Um. All right. Wake Forest got Dave some. Dave Clawson's in his tenth year. I got some unfortunate news last week. Donovan Green is going to be out a while. Um, one of their star wide receivers, so he he's hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard that last day or two. Yeah, that's that was a big one. But but um, don't never fear. Got they Jamal went eight Bain. and five last year, three and five in the ACC. Jamal Banks will help her quite a bit too with that though. Um, and I think Griffiths, I think Griffiths, the quarterback. Um, if I'm not, I think he he come in and play last year when Sam Hartman was went down. Yeah. I mean, I think a key is for the season, I mean, their secondary's got to step up. I think that's that's one of the keys for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, transfers, transfer out. Their biggest loss is Sam Hartman by any stretch of the imagination. Um. They got linebacker Jacob Roberts in from North Carolina. That might be one of the better transfers in. Key player, you got to place replace Sam Hartman. It's not mm-hmm. going to be an easy job to do. Uh, Mitch Griffiths is sophomore QB and probably going to be 
um, labeled to replace him. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be a key player for this team to, you know, to do what they are accustomed to doing. They've been winning seven, eight, nine games a year. And I'm not sure that this team can do that without this sophomore quarterback stepping up. Mm-mm. Sam Hartman was their was energy to the team, to me. Oh, yeah. All right, key game. I got it October the 14th at Virginia Tech. That's what I got as a key game for them. Well, I'll even go a step further. Um, There's a grueling eight-week stretch that starts at Clemson, Florida State, at Duke, and at Notre Dame, and at Syracuse. This season seems all too familiar like last year to me. This, what I mean, the schedule-wise, not the team. It just seems like Wake Forest starts out really good, and then all of a sudden it's like they hit a bump in the road and, and, you know, they've lost two or three straight. So, I think, to me, the game against Clemson is pretty huge in October. Um, well, so when you look at their schedule, though, you're talking about them being start the season out strong. They, they play Elon on open date. Then they play Vanderbilt at, at, at home. Then they play at Old Dominion. Then they play Georgia Tech at home. Um, you know, so, you know, to start the season out, they're, they're, they're going to look strong because well, you know, you, you know, you know, they have you a good know, chance you know of being 4-0. You know what's good about that schedule starting out, though, is they can get used to everybody's role, like you were saying with the quarterback position, get them, get them acclimated to, to him playing and getting him loose and yeah, with a new quarterback the ball right. and, and, and play games, get some, get some games under his belt to get him set for that grueling stretch where he has to play Clemson and the others. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be 100% key there. Um, I've got their win total set at six and a half for the season. I mean, do you think that's obtainable? Can I think they get to seven about, wins? I mean, that's kind of what they've been used to. I think seven's about right. Yeah, about seven and five. Yeah, is probably is probably where they land, something like that. Yeah, that's where I'm guessing. All right, so I know technically note that Notre. I know technically Notre Dame is not in the ACC but they're independent and we're not going to leave them out of the power five conferences. And they're as close to being in the ACC. They are in the ACC and other sports, just not in football. So um, I do have them independent down there. 
on my little scroll and my tab that I have going. Uh, but we are going to cover Notre Dame tonight while we were talking about the ACC. So, um, okay, you know, I'll say Notre this Dame about, has Marcus Freeman. I'll say this about Notre Dame. You know, they they get like you said, they got Sam Hartman. You know, I think this is a show me year for Freeman. Um, I think this is the year that I'm, I'm not saying you have to go to the college football playoff and win it, but you need to show, you know, the fans that Notre Dame is going to be Notre Dame. You know, last year was not Notre Dame standards um, by any stretch. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, Mitchell Evans – to me is the key. I mean, they went nine and four. They went nine and four, which is not a terrible season, but it was the start of the season and yeah, losing I, to Marshall. I think it seemed like it was far worse than what it really was. To me, it's Mitchell Evans, um, the tight end, because if you haven't noticed recently, Notre Dame has a lot of great tight ends that come in and out of the league, um, and they send them to the league quite often. So I think Mitchell Evans is a key player. Sam Hartman. Yeah. The big the biggest loss for Notre Dame was losing Logan Diggs to LSU, the running back. Um, I think that was the biggest loss to me. Yeah, it was. I have I have that listed as the biggest loss. Um, and did you and, know and with this saying is a fun that state? they got to get their the key their key to me is they got to get their they got to get their ground attack going because they – so they're going to be throwing the ball. They lost the one of their better running backs. So, you know, I think they've got to uh, get their ground attack going. Did you know that Sam Hartman, if he so – I think I read somewhere where if he throws for a certain amount of yards, 3,000-something, he can pass Landry Jones at Oklahoma for third all time. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, absolutely. He's, he's had a good career. 100%. He's had a really great career. Yeah. And I don't think yeah, it's over I, I think he still to me, has an opportunity. Key game, one of their key games is kind of early. Yep. I've got a key game listed at, at NC State September the 9th. That's what now, that was mine. You know, they play. I think, they I play, think that's play, Um. Was it yours? I mean, they play Ohio State yeah, that, too. That was mine. But I think because, I just feel like that's going to be a key game for them. They they well, have, they they lost to them last year. Because if you lose to them, then you got to go up against Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. Like it don't it don't get no easier. And you know you got the little you got the the game in Dublin um, against Navy yeah. and, and Ireland. And then you come home, and right. you're probably going to smack. You're probably going to smack around Tennessee State for four quarters, and then you play NC State on the road um, in Raleigh, which is a, which which is a tough game. And then you play, yeah. I think, was it Ohio State? Um, so you got a tough stretch there. Ohio State is right after that. I think those. It's yeah, it's right later, after I think. that. 
at ESPN. I want to say best players. I got to give a shout out to offensive tackle Joe Alt. Um, he's going to be a, a NFL draft. Um, so I, I, I got to give some love to him. And like you said, going over their schedule, look at their schedule. They start with Navy in Dublin, Ireland. Then they play Tennessee State at home, NC State away, Central Michigan at home. Then they play Ohio State at home, at Duke, at Louisville, USC at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Clemson, mm-hmm. Wake Forest at home, and end the season at Stanford. That's what their schedule looks like. I've got their win total set at nine. What do you think about that? I think I'm going to go eight wins, I guess. They might win nine, depending on. That's not going to be two. Depends on who, if they can knock off a team. I mean, they do have a tough schedule. They do, but they're going to be they're going to be better though, I think, than they was last year. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be better. I'm going to give them nine and three, but to go nine and three, they're going to have a good team or two, some really good team, a couple of good teams. They will. I'm going to give them nine and three. I think they can achieve that. I'm not sure eight and four will make Notre Dame fans happy. No, it won't. But like you said, the schedule is difficult. I don't think it'll make them happy. No. Yeah. Two teams. All right. So that's, we're getting close to wrapping up the ACC. Um, we, we've, we're going to talk about what's the, what's the two teams that are going to play for the championship and the ACC championship this year. I, they're still in the divisions. You have to remember that this is the last year for divisions. I've actually got Clemson and Pittsburgh in, in the championship game. My goodness. Trying, trying to think. I, I guess I'm going to go with North Carolina and Clemson. I mean, it could again. be North Carolina. North Carolina. And that- I think it's North Carolina because I just, if they get their offense straightened out or their defense straightened out, um, North Carolina's going to have a solid offense with Drake May. Um, I just think you you go with with what your gut says, and I just think I think North Carolina's probably the better team in that division. I think. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it and it very well could be. It could very well be Clemson and and Pitts and North Carolina, or then again, it could be 
Florida State and Pittsburgh. I don't know, but I've got Clemson and Pittsburgh. That's who I'm going to take got, in the championship and I've got game. Clemson, and I've got Clemson winning it all. The big the uh, I don't trust North Carolina's three. defense. I don't either, but you can't you can't deny their offense. So, but Clemson, I think, gets back to the college football playoff. I think they're back this year. I think there's a lot of talent there. I think their defense is going to be a lot better. I just think Clemson's going to be be right there. Mix. And if they can beat Florida State and 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 win the ACC and only have one loss, I think they have a chance to make in the college football playoff. And I'm going to pick Clemson as my ACC winner. Um. That's where I'm going. I mean, Florida State has a chance. North Carolina has a chance, and so does Pittsburgh. But I'm going. I'm going uh, Clemson as the ACC winner. Until they get knocked my, off, I'm still going Clemson. My player of the year. I'm going Jordan. Jordan Travis um, from FSU. I think. I think he's the best quarterback Jordan in the Travis. country. I think he's the best quarterback. I, I mean, probably next to. And if you're going to be truthful in the, in the conference, Drake May, um, Kate Klubnik could be there. There's a lot of guys you can put in this thing, but I think FSU has a lot of hype with them this year. I think there's a lot of energy in Tallahassee. I think Riley and Leonard I, doesn't get enough love, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to put his name out there. I don't either, but. Everybody's riding on the FSU train, and I'm one of them. But yeah, but I honestly, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give my player of the year to. Uh, gosh, there's a few of my wanna name. I mean, it's hard not to say Drake May with all the all the publicity he's getting and, you know, and he's probably going to be a top five NFL pick. So I'm going to go Drake may. We both went quarterbacks at least. Yeah. I'm going to go Drake may. That would be our player of the year. And his was Jordan Travis from Florida state as player of the year. And we both picked Clemson to win the ACC this year and possibly have a chance to make the playoffs um, if they go at least 11 and one and went well 12 and one, including the ACC championship game. So that's going to conclude our ACC coverage. I appreciate everybody <laughs> being on with us. John, it's been a long haul doing these. And yeah, uh, we got two more to go. We got the Big Twelve next year, next week, next week, next year. He uh, said, uh, "Next Tuesday is the Big 12. He said, "Next year." Yeah, yeah. Next, next. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where that come from, man. It's getting late, brother. Um, I appreciate everybody, everybody being on with us. Everybody speaking to us. Ronnie, John, Daniel. Um, Everybody that come on with us, I appreciate everybody being on. You guys come back and see you know, us again. We will be you know, doing I the still Big can't 12. Believe, 
Um, I, I still can't we'll be believe doing the big comment. next week. That comment where it says, I hope Duke sleep, sleeps <laughs> through the season. I think he meant basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 probably, yeah. So uh, we appreciate you being on with us. And uh, like I said, we'll do the Big 12 next week. And there, there, there's only 12 teams instead of 15. So, uh, no, I take that back. They, they got 14 teams now with Texas and Oklahoma this year. So, anyways, we will be uh, covering the Big 12 in the final year of Texas and Oklahoma next week. And y'all join us for that. Stop by True Victory. Use the fanboys code for a 15% discount on any cool sportswear. Um, and we will see you guys next week. John, peace out, man. Peace out, Brad Harvey. Have a good night.